Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Deacon Bob. Hello, Deacon Bob. I'm Father Dave. <laughs> and I'm checking to see, okay, so obviously I'm not at home and I'm checking to see if this is uploading because you know what happens with hotel Wi-Fi. I do. It's going to be fine. But... But I'm doing it through my phone, so I'm just not sure how this is going to work. So please, Lord, let it work. How yeah. are you, Robert? I'm doing really good. Oh, we have to guess where I am. Oh, we yeah. We have to guess where I am. Yeah. Uh, you well, you three, know, it's hard to you tell have because... five yes or no questions. Oh, all right. Yeah, I know. Are you in... I don't know. It's hard to tell. Are we in the same time zone? Yes. Um, are you in a city? Yes. Are you in a city with an NFL team? No. Oh, crap. Well, that narrows it down. I was. Gonna, I think there's actually a lot of cities without NFL teams. Um, I don't even have any idea. You have to give me a clue. <laughs> a let's let's do it the other way. Like, this is, like, impossible. Is, are you bigger than a bread box? Like, I mean, what am I supposed to say? Yeah. All right. I'm in Ann Arbor, Michigan. How about that? Okay, that's great. Yeah, that's a really good clue. Um, <laughs> yeah, are you yeah. okay? <laughs> what are yeah, you doing there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm doing some recording uh, for Renewal Ministries tomorrow morning on some television shows. Do you mind if I eat a little popcorn while we're talking, or is that not a good idea? It's a hor- it's a horrible idea for all the audio listeners. I just want to apologize in advance for all of the crunching sounds that you hear uh, as Father Dave snacks it's been a long day i've been it, it traveling has, it's been a long day for hungry. both of us it's an evening podcast so all the disclaimers it is, it is. of what happens at they, the end of generally the long go day. with the evening podcast that's right yeah that's right but i'm just having a coke this evening and i'm Not drinking ice and i'm drinking iced tea all right there you go good so um you yeah i was much. actually in um i was in dc this weekend last night mm-hmm. i saw my favorite MLS soccer team, the DC United, play the Colorado, Colorado Rapids. Okay, and who won? It was it was a it, it was a thrilling tie, Ooh, zero okay. to zero. And I don't even mean that sarcastically. Like sometimes zero to zero means both teams were lame, but actually it was a lot of chances. It was a good and game. They just weren't able to do it. Unfortunately, DC okay. United is the worst team in soccer right okay. now, Major League Soccer. Go. Uh, the Colorado Rapids were the second to worst team in soccer, so they had a chance to switch it, but they lost it. And then I got to pass at DC United Stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. I got to walk past the National Stadium, which is it also is, a beautiful which is stadium. also a beautiful stadium. But you went with your daughter. I did. I went with my so daughter Maria that and my son Bobby and my son Joseph. So the four of us went. Yeah, and my my. The other reason for the visit was my aunt uh, is in a nursing home in Northern Virginia. So because it was Labor Day weekend and they didn't have sports and events, we saw the game on Sunday night, visited my aunt this morning, and then I, I drove home That's five fun. hours in pouring rain, which is just stressful. so scary and stressful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got through, that. praise God, and things are good. Good. Well, I think we passed each other because I flew through Dulles. Yeah, so I'm here today, and then um, I leave tomorrow afternoon, and then I'm in Colorado for lots of different things going on in Colorado. So that'd be great. I get to go to a baseball game, so that's great. The Colorado Rockies play the Milwaukee Brewers, 
Yep, and we're having okay. an alumni event, which is always really fun. We just kind of get tickets in an area of the stadium, and it's great. So it's a, it's an afternoon game, so they were advertising it like Ferris Bueller Day Off uh, type thing. So that was nice. That's good. Hey, but um, Colby's the university soccer team won a tournament, right? They did, and Colby got to play. You, My son, yeah, yeah. yeah, Colby just transferred to yeah. Franciscan, and uh, he's loving it. Absolutely loving it. So good. Good. Um, yeah, their team's doing really good. That's great. That's great. I don't think they've lost yet. Well, I think they just had a, they they just started with the tournament. I think the home opener is on Wednesday. Okay, cool. Cool. Wednesday and the new night. locker room should be done by then. Ooh, so very that'll be good. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But the big thing this weekend was the beginning of college football. Hey, did you So which, wait, did you go at all the college game day? I did not. I did not. Oh. Yeah, I just ate. Actually, it was really fun. Saturday was the Household Olympics, which was just honestly, I think we had, I don't know, six or 700 students out just running around laughing and playing. It was actually, it was really nice. Uh, and then I, I watched a football game in the evening. I wasn't very pleased with how it turned out. but Yeah, we, I actually turned it off at halftime and Notre Dame was winning. Yeah, Bob, but we talked too much about sports. We should probably talk about other things. <laughs> What was the final score? 21-10, which was respectable, honestly. No, it was, I mean, honestly, they were uh, 17-point underdog. It was respectable. Yeah, it was respectable. And then LSU lost last night, and that was okay, too. So I was okay with that. Oh, wow, there you go. But I love college football. It feels like with college football, if you lose a game, you're done. Is that kind of the feeling? Like if you don't win every game, you're just not... Yeah, they've got to win out. Yeah, they've got to win out. They've got to win the rest of their games. Yeah, I mean, if you're going for a national championship, which is obviously right. the goal, which everyone's going for a national but championship. We, but maybe, maybe yeah, Notre Dame yeah. can make it to a bowl game and not win it again. You know, sometimes I wonder why, 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 why do I do this to myself? <laughs> why do I do this to myself? Why do we root for the teams national... that lose? I was thinking this when I was okay, watching I DC say... United. And yeah. Yeah. No, no, go. You know, I was just wondering this. Like, you know, so I, you know, DC United is one of the first Major League Soccer teams. They started in the 90s, I think 96. And I just started following them. And then I moved to Ohio and Columbus, two hours away. I started taking my kids to those games because it was closer than DC. And Columbus Crew, you know, won a Major League Soccer, you know, won the cup, uh, made it to the finals another time, outstanding team. And I just could never really get excited about the Columbus Crew. It was always DC United, United. even though DC United has not been a good team for like a decade. I can't shake wanting dc united to win and even though i know they're the worst team in mls i'm like i get to see a dc united game <laughs> so you drive, i don't know yeah, what, you drive i don't know five why hours people to do yeah well you love the nationals yeah yeah it's interesting i was talking to father jonathan saint andre about this and you know at the end of the game the next morning we were just chatting and it's it, this sounds che- i don't know cheesy or silly i don't know but Sports is such, it can be such a good thing. I mean, there were about five of us mm. brothers in the in the Friary watching the game, just laughing, joking with each other. It was just, and granted, I wish Notre Dame would have won, but there was just something about it that was 
really good. And I think back in my life and in events with my family and, you know, my dad and brothers and my sister and my mom and events and sports has just always been, it's just been good. I, I realize that it's gotten crazy and all the money and all that. This is a crazy thing. These college players, many of them are getting two or three million dollars a year. The new NIL rules are just ridiculous. I mean, just ridiculous. But sports has just been a great, great blessing in my life. You know, personally, familial, brothers, it's, it's just great. Yeah. So they, it gives me hope. Oh, they that hope. I love how it's go. unscripted. I mean, that, Yeah. I, I like how, you, you know, you feel like you watch TV shows or movies and you always kind of have a sense of how it's going to end, but you really don't. You know, when it comes to okay, sport. well, let me let me just go there for thirty seconds. All right, the end of the LSU uh, Florida State game. Florida State uh, LSU needs to score a touchdown to tie the game with a minute left. They muff the punt, so Florida State gets the ball back, fumbles it on the one yard line. LSU gets it back with thirty seconds left, goes ninety nine yards for a touchdown, and the block, the field goal, or the PAT gets blocked in the last second. Oh my I mean, goodness. it was just. Not yeah. so that's what's great about sports. Yeah. And the other thing is Serena Williams re, um, retired the other day. Oh, and was that official? She retired. I know she lost, but now she's done. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's she's done. Although something tells me she'll come back. Yeah. I I I mean, it's unarguable. You can't argue that she's one of the best, you know, female tennis players that's ever played the game. Mm -hmm. I'm just not a fan. Okay. I'm just not. She's. I don't like the way she treats people. I don't like the way she treats the media. Hmm. Like if she ever, I mean, again, she's a phenomenal tennis player, but if she ever loses, it's because she played bad. It's not because the other person played good. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. So anyway, and I'm going to go out on a limb, even though she said she's going to retire. There's something about, I think she and Tom Brady just can't retire. Oh, there's trouble in, in Tom Brady land. Apparently Giselle is, is mad at him. Apparently Giselle uh -oh. is mad that he unretired. That's the word. Wow, that is the word. Well, that's that I, you, I haven't heard that word, but if you say well, so, you. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's true. You know, maybe Serena it's, was it's, upset it's that her dad slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. I like that. <laughs> Some people didn't get that, but I did. No, he the, Will Smith played her dad in King Richard and actually won the Oscar that night. Most people don't remember that part. Because they just yeah, remember yeah, the yeah, stopping yeah. part. Yeah. That's right. Good times. Good times. Well, hey, other cool we things that happened this last week. We don't have a promo. We'll get promos back. Support Franciscan. Go to franciscan.edu. Check out the YouTube channel. Um, and it, and we're just really busy getting kicking off the school year, building buildings, uh, renovating things, and having a great time, really. It's really just a oh, yeah. beautiful time of year. Yeah, but do. you're not. I walked by your office the other day, and I wept because it was so empty and quiet. So I'm on sabbatical this semester, uh, so I'm keeping my distance from Franciscan University so I can write. But they but they keep pulling me in. So I, I still show up to my committee stuff. I'm still running the master's Why? program in catechetics and evangelization. Yeah, I'm still doing stuff. I just can't say no. I'm just a girl who can't say no. It's like Oklahoma. Okay. I like that reference. Thank you. Are you oh, I um, you up. But something cool that happened this last week was John Paul I was canonized. Yep. No, beatified. 
Oh, beatified. So he's blessed. Beatified. Right, 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 right. Nice. Yep. Nice. Yep. It happened and yesterday. I didn't know anything about John Paul I. Um, and I, I, I have to say, it, I, I, in retrospect, I, I probably, I have too many thoughts that float through my head unchallenged. <laughs> and one of those thoughts was, why is this guy getting beatified? He's only been Pope for 30 days. I guess it's just a thing they're doing with all the Popes these days. And then I didn't really there think about it again. Again, I should have, I should have stopped that thought and questioned it before it continued through my brain. Um, and I've really been blessed just hearing more and reading more about John Paul I and what mm-hmm. an amazingly cool dude he is. Do you know much about John Paul I? Honestly, I don't know a lot about him. I know that, that there was you know, there was the whole kind of, oh, I don't know, scandal's not the right word, but difficulty around his death and, and how that was handled that was kind of complicated. But... I mean, they they spoke him immensely. Oh, I don't know any of that. Well, what what happened? Well, my understanding is is wasn't that the Godfather the, three? <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was yep yep. You watch too much movie. The, the, I I believe the circumstances was there was a group of sisters that brought him coffee in the morning, and they did, and he didn't come out for the coffee, and they found him dead. And I get apparently this is all the scuttlebutt, but it wasn't appropriate that nuns would have found him dead or something like that. So they. I, again, I don't know all of the details, as rightly so. But um, the the thing that I two things that I remember most is is that they obviously called him the smiling pope. But the people said that he had a way of, like, disarming people, like that they were nervous about being around a cardinal or when he was made pope, and that he just had a wonderful way of allowing people to relax and just be themselves because he was able to be himself. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, again, there's not a lot about him as Pope, but some nice stories. You read you read a couple things about him. Well, I did. Uh, I actually, on the, on the Vatican website, and I encourage everybody to check this out, go to vatican.va and just type in John Paul first. He gave... Um, four Angelus addresses. So just four homilies of him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was all he had before he passed away. And the first one was just like a, hey, it's cool to be Pope. And then he started to try to go through the seven virtues, actually. He got through faith, <laughs> hope, and love, it. and then, and then passed away. But like just in the writing of what he did, you could tell... Um, like he's just quoting uh, actors and poetry. Like he, like you, you think about in the wake of the Second Vatican Council, finding somebody who is really connected with the culture in a way in which he can evangelize. Actually, he wrote a book yeah. as a cardinal. Now I, I ordered this online, so I can't wait to read it. But um, I don't remember what the name of it. It's like Illuminari, which is Italian for like the famous ones. But apparently, mm. he writes letters to. Mark Twain and to really? like all these famous personalities where oh, it's really what cool. he would say to them, you know, how he would evangelize them, which is just really, really cool. And really on his, cool. um, on his general audience, uh, where he was talking about faith, he said this really beautiful thing. He talked about how, um, um, oh, here, here, I'm just going to quote it. Um, he was talking about John Paul II and how the council was about leaping forward in the faith. And he says, um, Paul VI had a similar attitude 
And Paul VI said, you know, I thank the Lord that I defended the faith, I've kept the faith. And this is what John Paul first writes. He said, the church is also a mother. If she continues Christ and Christ is good, the church too must be good, good to everyone. But if by chance there should sometimes be bad people in the church, we have our mother. If mother is sick, if my mother by chance should become lame, I love her even more. It is the same in the church. If there are, and there are, defects and shortcomings, our affection for the church must never fail. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, yeah, that really is. And then he talks about... How, how um, appropriate. I, I mean, I guess it's not a new thing, right? And then he actually makes yeah. a comparison. He says, the church has extraordinary soap. The gospel, sacraments, and prayer. The gospel read and lived, sacraments celebrated in the right way, prayer well used, would be a marvelous soap capable of making us all That's saints. Great. We are not all saints because we haven't used this soap enough. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, it's so funny. anyway, I just encourage everybody, if you want just a good time to pray, a little bit of reflection for your prayer life, there's only four homilies, and you really just get a sense of... I mean, there's a reason why they they, nom they had him as Pope, right? I mean, he must have sure, been an amazing course. man, a great man of faith. And even the smiling Pope, I was reading about this a little bit. He was The reason he's known as the smiling Pope is because he's the first Pope that smiled in a picture. <laughs> like That's, back, back in the day, people didn't smile in pictures, which I think makes a lot of sense having kids. It's so hard to get them to smile in pictures. It would have been so much easier if you just said, everybody look like you're angry. And kids do that naturally when there a camera gets pulled go. out. But even the fact that he wanted in his like physical image to be seen smiling was like a breakthrough at the time. People are like, we never actually it's, saw. It's a Pope funny about smile that pictures like in Pope before. John the twenty third, who's obviously a saint. John the twenty third smoked, and he never wanted to really? have his picture taken. Yeah, he never wanted to have his picture taken when he was smoking. So that was a big thing about John the twenty third. How what what year were you born? Nineteen seventy two. Okay, so you don't remember John Paul being Pope? No. It was funny because I the was the first in, one. No, I don't. Yeah, I was in eighth grade, and because uh, that was nineteen seventy-eight. You know, maybe yeah. I vaguely remember things happening, but you know, I was six. So uh, a gal comes up to me and she goes, um, "Did you hear the Pope died?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, like he died a month ago. I mean, that's not exactly news." And she goes, "No, the new Pope died." And so it was the craziest thing again. It was just so, can you imagine? I mean, he lived for what, 33 days, 31 days or something like that? Something it was like just, that, yeah. It was just crazy. It really was. And then John Paul, obviously honoring John Paul II, who obviously takes the name from John the 23rd and Paul the Sixth. John Paul, he takes the name John Paul II. And people were really touched by that, that, that it was kind of an honoring of a pope who was only pope for a month, but. Did you hear what And I pope guess it was surprising said? actually that John Paul the first was the first pope to take two names. Oh, okay. And so it's really kind of cool in that sense that this guy had such a reverence for John the 23rd and Paul the 6th. And Paul the 6th. That he exactly. wanted to have their names. And then yeah. John Paul the 2nd wanted to honor all of that and take on yeah. John Paul so you know the second. So it's just it's there's it's really beautiful how that all comes together and works out. I had to laugh. Um, the John or Pope Francis, uh, there was somebody who was asking him whether or not he was going to be in Lisbon for World Youth Day, and he said the Pope will be in Lisbon, and um, you know his health and all that. And and they said, okay, so you'll be in Lisbon. He goes, 
it will either be I or Pope John the 24th. And he was <laughs> Is making that what a he joke. said? Yeah, yeah, he was making a joke, right? That, that yeah. he, he might be around. So, but it was pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, that's Maybe great. he'll send that's Ratzinger. Ben, he'll send I'll Benedict have, out there. Yeah, that's probably going to happen. That's probably going to happen. <laughs> but I'll have to go look and read awesome. some of that stuff about, about Pope John Paul. The person, yeah, the miracle, it's, it's really... the, the woman who was healed wasn't able to go to uh, the beatification because she broke her foot. So that was kind of a, a twist really of interesting, yeah, a twist yeah. of awkwardness. So Yeah. And I also want to say, like, how badly is your foot broken? I mean, for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'd have to have a It's pretty... a beatification. So you can't be like, ah, you know, I just... Sprain my ankle. I I just yeah 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 yeah. It's like I get in a wheel. Like Francis like. is in a wheelchair. You can that's be in right, a wheelchair. That's right. That's right. That's right. There's definitely right. handicapped accessibility at all the papal masses these days. You're absolutely right. What is she doing? Weak is what she is. Weak. Weak. Weak sauce. Anyway. Anyway. That's cool. you know what she should have done at that moment. She should have prayed to John Paul the first right. for the second miracle. Yeah, that's yeah, right. She, 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 she gets two miracles. Two miracles. That's funny. All righty. So we are going to continue our journey in the letter to the Philippians. And today we're going to take a look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. And I'm reading in the... uh, Did you say say Ephesians? Well, I looked at... uh, (laughs) Oh, I totally (laughs) messed up. Is that why when you were like one to eight, I'm like, eight's in the middle of a section. You dork. Are you ready oh for this? Gosh. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's why I was looking at it and I said, this doesn't seem right. It's been a long day, okay? I know. You and me both. All right, pause it I'll for a second. I'll carry it once again. I'll cake this show on my shoulders. All right. Well, we're going to do we're not going to do Ephesians now. We're already committed to this. Next week we're right, going to do the Gnostic Gospel of Thomas or something weird. All right, here we go. Pay attention, oh, Father Dave, fine. you're leading this. This is fine. This is fine. It's, this is my one of my favorite classic. texts. Yeah. Go. <laughs> I hope so. Do you want to go to 8 verse 18 then or do you want to just stick with Um No, let's just do we'll that. Just, we'll just go to 11. I will I will yeah, I won't yeah, push you too much. All right. If there is any encouragement in Christ, any solace in love, any participation in the Spirit, any compassion and mercy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. Do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out not for his own interests, but also everyone for those of others. Have among yourselves the same attitude that is also yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness and found human in appearance. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross." Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend, 
of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. The word of the Lord. Gloria a Dios. Thanks be God. It's, it's funny. Um, this text is, is called the canonic text or the kenosis. And, and if you were to choose um, maybe one of the, I don't know, the, the, a text that really embodies Franciscan spirituality or, or St. Francis, it would be this text here. Um, St. Francis would say that the greatest sin was one of appropriation, is that one appropriates to oneself something that they don't, that doesn't belong to them. Um, and, and that could be things that are, are, you know, wealth or power or influence, but then also um, things that aren't necessarily good you take upon yourself. So the, the opposite of this is this text right here. It's called the kenotic text or kenosis. And kenosis is, I, I know very, very few Greek words, but this is one that I know. And it's called, it's this self-emptying. It's though he was in the form of God, Jesus empties himself. He takes the form of a slave being born in the likeness of men and he humbled himself. And this is really for, for Francis and, and I think for Franciscans, it's, it's at the heart of the spiritual life. We speak, and I think we think a lot about the spiritual life of one of building up and you know, getting and, and more virtue and more this and more that. But, but for Francis, it wasn't about getting, it wasn't appropriate, it wasn't, it wasn't gathering, it was actually about letting go and surrender and emptying. So for he at the heart of the spiritual life is that self-emptying. And, and that's when, I, I mean, I would say, honestly, Bob, the vast majority of my prayer is that. It's going before the Lord and just letting go and surrendering and being quiet and, and being emptied. I would say that, that, that I want to be so empty that the only thing that remains is him. So get rid of everything that's in me, everything that's of me, everything that's of the flesh. And I love in First Peter where it says, cast your cares upon the Lord for he cares about you. Again, it's that, it's that letting go and it's that emptying that, that I think is at the heart of the spiritual life. The other is that, I don't know, it just seems, it seems easier that, that it's not about acquiring it's not about getting it's not about building it's about it's about letting go it's about being small it's about being little and that's just that was this text was really at the heart of francis it's obviously at the heart of the church it's one of the few scriptures that we do every week we do it on the evening prayer on saturday every week so it's really kind of important for the office readings as well yeah, that's beautiful. And, you know, that connection with emptying is connected to humility. Even um, even with the verse you said, cast all your cares on him be, because he cares for you, uh, in that in that letter of Peter, the, the verse that precedes it is, humble yourselves under God's mighty hand mm -hmm. that he may lift you up in due time. And so part of the gift of humility is the gift of, I can be humble because trust in the Lord because I am confident that God will provide. And um, it's that love of the Lord that really guides us in that. Um, okay, what you just said was so cool, and it actually reminded me of something that uh, blessed John Paul I said. Give me a second to find this, and I might I okay, might do well, a little I'll bit of editing so it doesn't sound like it's going to take that long to, I'll, to do I'll, it. Well, I'll fill, I'll fill the time as you're looking for that because it actually made me think as okay. you were reading that, that 
that one of the things that this text is, is that, I mean, if, if, if we have nothing to pray about, just imagine that, that God humbles himself and takes the form of a slave being born in the likeness of men. Uh, to many of the people, in, in particularly the Greeks, that would be ludicrous, that God would humble himself and take on flesh is just, I mean, God was totally other. He was, the idea that God and man would come together was just so crazy. But one of the things when you were reading about John Paul, how we engage the culture, how we engage those, that's the nature of the incarnation is, is that God takes on flesh and he meets us where we are and he brings about transformation from that. And I think that's the basic message of evangelization and ministry is that we're willing to engage the world, engage the culture, engage the people that we're with so as to bring about transformation. And in that text, the other is, and it, did you find it yet? Because I'll still, one more point. No, keep talking. That, I mean, what yeah, you're saying one, is so cool. Actually, I'm really engaged yeah, well, in that. <laughs> one, one of the things that Contula Mesa, uh, Father Renero Contula Mesa, the papal preacher, uh, he said one of the great gifts to theology that Francis and Franciscans give is uh, reflecting on God's humility, is that it's an attribute of mm. God that we don't generally recognize. And that's where this text, again, that God takes on flesh. I mean, that's just what a profoundly humble act. I mean, I, uh, we always joke. It's like, well, what the, what would that look like for me? I mean, to become a fly, to be, I don't know. I mean, God he cloaks himself in flesh. And there's, that's such a profoundly humble, vulnerable, um, intimate. I mean, just, it's pretty remarkable. This is, you know, one could spend a great deal of time just reflecting on this text. The other, yeah, and it is beautiful how the church, no, no, please. No, just the last thing I was going to say is, that I often remind myself, I say I need AA, which is an attitude adjustment, because I love what it says, among yourselves, mm -hmm. your attitude must be that of Christ. Your attitude must be that of Christ. Yes. And then it goes, though he was in the form of God. So this is what the attitude of Christ is. And we mentioned this last time, just how Christocentric Paul is. And yeah. everything that he does, the example is always Jesus. And so coming out of uh, last week's podcast or, you know, the last scripture that we were discussing, he's speaking to the community and he's saying things like, conduct yourselves in a way worthy of the gospel of Christ. And I'm struggling in the faith. And he begins this part by saying, look, you know, I mean, if there's any encouragement, any solace, any participation, any compassion and mercy, complete my joy by being of the same yeah. mind, same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. And he puts Christ as the center of that example. You know, we do live in a time uh, that is so divided, and it's divided in the culture, and it's divided in the church, and it almost seems like this kind of statement is a bit naive. But what Paul is really encouraging the early Christians to do in this theme of unity is such an important part of faith, um, is really about let's look at Christ. You know, he said in right, last right, week, right. we talked about this idea that we would be struggling together for the faith of the gospel with one mind. I think if we are gospel-centered, if we're Christ-centered, it doesn't right. mean there's not differences, but our differences actually bring about a greater sense of beauty in the life of mm -hmm. the faith. It becomes a healthy diversity as opposed to a division, which of course is what the devil wants to do. The devil, right. the accuser of brothers, is always trying to have us turn against each other. 
And yet this love of God, it's like when we see what Christ went through, when we see what Christ did, you know, at the heart of it, 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 should, it should move us. It should change us. It should, uh, you know, make us appreciate in a different way the, the faith. The thing about John Paul I, um, and it's just a simple thing, but again, I encourage everybody to read these things. Uh, his motto was humilitas. Hmm. That was it. Humility. Yeah. I mean, that was like he, yeah. all he wanted, you know, when it was like, what's your papal motto? He just said, humilitas. And That's clearly, cool. like in his own life and his own spirituality, and you can just read it in his writings, that this, I think this section just so beautifully reflects, you know, the spirituality of our most recent blessed, you know, you know Pope John Paul That's the cool. First, of That's cool. just a giving of self, and even in the way that the Lord used him, which was to really pave the way for John Paul the Second. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember reading that many... Um, many of the the cardinals at the time were so shocked that he died so quickly that it made them rethink what kind of pope they should vote for. Um, You might, I don't know if you were here for this, but we had uh, one of our commencement speakers was a cardinal who was the secretary for Paul VI, for John Paul I, and for the beginning of John Paul II's pontificate. The stories he told were incredible. But one of my favorite stories he told was about John Paul I and what a gentle human being he was, what a holy man he was, and how actually he said to the secretary that I should not have been elected pope. The guy behind me should have been elected pope. And, you know, the secretary was like, that's nice, Holy Father, that's nice. Mm -hmm. And after he passed away... That cardinal looked at the seating chart of that conclave, and right behind him was Carol Voitiva, yeah, know, yeah, John John and, Paul and, II. So and I believe, even in his I very life that of that said, attitude of it should be somebody else. And he he also said that his pontificate would be short, didn't he? That that oh I don't know Pope maybe John he Paul I believe I believe John Paul said something to that effect that his his pontificate would be short. Well then let's make this our prayer then yeah. this week is that. Lord, we just thank you um, yeah, for, for being the center of our lives. And we ask you to pour out your Holy Spirit and bring grace that our attitude would be that of Christ, uh, that our attitude would be that of uh, blessed John Paul I, that we approach you, Lord, and we approach all brothers and sisters in a humility. And that we empty ourselves so as to be able to encounter you. Lord, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for the witness of faith of John Paul I. May the Lord bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Blessed John Paul I. Pray for us. Pray for us. Thank you, everybody, for being a part of this podcast. If you'd like to send us a message, a prayer request, or just a thought, you can reach us at hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. God bless. God bless you, God.